2: What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio episode number 200, the Big 200. Uh, with me as always is Brandon Lee Gowden of bleedinggreennation.com. I am James Bradley Kemsky from Phillyvoice.com, aka Jimmy Kemsky. Uh, we had practice number seven at Eagles training camp today. Uh, short practice, uh, only about an hour 20, hour 25 minutes, something like that. Uh, and there were like, like six or seven, um, you know, older Eagles players that, uh, got a maintenance day, uh, for the second time in seven practices, by the way. So, uh, not a, not exactly, um, a, uh, notes filled practice today. Uh, but we're going to answer a few questions that some of you asked on Twitter and as well on reviews. And, uh, we will go over what we did see today. So Brandon, what's going on?
1: JBK. Nice to see you again for the second time today, since I saw you earlier at practice. Uh, before we get into today's show, I wanted to mention that BGN Radio, brought to you by Right to Selling Craft Jerky, which you can get by going to uh, RightToSelling.com, and you can discount code BGN15 for 15% off. Jimmy, now, you said there wasn't a lot of exciting stuff to get to, but, I mean, you didn't actually say that. You said it wasn't notes filled, but there was some stuff, and uh, I'm going to start off with... My biggest takeaway. Okay. Uh, right, right from the jump on Wednesday. I had, had to double check the date, you know, because losing track of the days here. And that was the play of the day, which spoiler alert, this will be my play of the day pick, but it was John Ty, John Hightower making. John Tyhauer? John Tyhauer. I'm really tired. You can tell. Um, <laughs> making a leaping catch down the left sideline on a pass from Jalen Hurts, as we know. Jalen Hurts throwing down the field. He does a good job of kind of floating the ball up there, letting the receiver make a play on it. And that's exactly what Hightower did. It was a tough catch. He managed to not only take control of the ball or hold control of the ball while also staying in bounds. um, But I think I set that up wrong. He did all those things. So he did all that, and it was really good. And Zach McPherson had good coverage, I thought, too, on that play. It wasn't like it was poorly defended. It was a good contest. It's just that Hightower made an even better catch. So that was my biggest takeaway. That was the play of the
2: day. Yeah, he went up and high pointed that very nicely. And he got off to, in my opinion, a a bad start to camp. But uh the last two days he's he's made a few plays. So uh good on John Hightower for uh for turning things around a bit. Um my first note will be on a guy that we haven't mentioned, I don't think really at all, throughout training camp yet, and that is rookie linebacker or hybrid safety or whatever you want to call them. Uh, I guess he's only been playing linebacker, but uh, Jacoby Stevens had a a few nice moments today um, on one series. He uh, knifed through the line of scrimmage on a running play for a tackle for loss. And then on that same series, it was like two or three plays later um, he intercepted, I believe it was Jalen hurts on a, on a throw uh, over the middle. I believe it was intended for Greg Ward and uh, Jacoby Stevens jumped, uh, made a nice catch and, you know, had the interception. So uh, first time we've really mentioned him, which, you know, can be depending on how you look at it. Like we haven't seen him noticeably get burned or trucked or anything like that. So, uh, you know, maybe not standing out sometimes isn't the worst thing, but uh, it is the first time that we've mentioned him that I can recall.
1: It was also the first time he's been with the first team defense with the linebackers mm-hmm. there. So, you know, I think more exposure there. Uh He did have that interception. Although I want to say uh, on that pick, I've seen Jalen Hurts now a couple of times, like throw to linebackers that he seemingly doesn't even realize are there, like just directly to them. Yeah, so, TJ uh,
2: Edwards was another one, I believe. That was on uh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he's done that a couple of times now. And now, in fairness to him, he did have a good rep I saw today, Jalen Hurts now, where he purposely like threw the ball a little too high over the middle to Greg Ward. Mm-hmm. And so like only he could get it and a linebacker wouldn't even have a chance of picking that off. And and Greg Ward did make the catch. So, you know, maybe kind of making an adjustment there, and that's good to see. But uh also just <laughs> kind of filing that away. Like, is Jalen Hurts gonna have an issue with not seeing linebackers? I don't know if that's like not being able to see over the line of scrimmage or what, but like it's just kind of weird. It's just like he he doesn't even recognize they're there.
2: I don't know if it could be that, but it, it, maybe it's also, he is aware they're there, but just isn't doing a good enough job mm. getting the ball over them. Like maybe in college it was, you know, you didn't have guys that are as let that are as athletic uh, at the linebacker position, um, you know, in college that, that, that you do in the pros and he's got to just do a better job of, of making sure he gets it over that second level of the defense to his receivers down the field. So whatever it is, uh, he's got to get that corrected. Um, i i I don't know. Like, it's, it's certainly possible that he isn't seeing them. I don't know how he could have missed Jacoby Stevens because he was just kind of right there. It wasn't mm. like he disguised anything. Uh, I had a pretty good view of that play, but anyway, um, what is your next takeaway? Um, or was take- that your takeaway?
1: Uh, no, that was just kind of adding context, I guess, more to, right. to your point. I was hiding maybe one of my takeaways within yours so then I can say mine and have an extra one. Uh, <laughs> it's a savvy move by me. That is. Uh, one of the big things. The other thing, so I put John Hightower in my headline at my practice notes at Whittinggreenation dot which you can read for the full scoop. Uh, in addition to Jimmy's at PhillyVoice dot com. The other thing I, I led with was Jalen Rager getting an earful from. Apparently, I I didn't see Kevin Patullo, the passing game coordinator, talk to him. You saw that. I saw you say that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then in your notes, but I saw Nick Sirianni like really get after him. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was on a running play. Um, in any case. It was 11 on 11 rep and it was early in practice too. And now I've seen Sirianni get animated with some of these players before. I think I just talked about that yesterday with Travis Fulgham. right? I have a video of that, if not, um, on Twitter. And this was like a little bit extra though. Like Sirianni was like really mad. Like he, was I've like,
2: not, I haven't seen, I'll take it even a step further. Sorry yeah. to interrupt, but I haven't seen a coach yell at a player like that since Andy. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, he was on him and he was like, you know,
1: pointing to like, he was like, you know, a head
2: coach that is, I've seen, I've seen plenty of assistants get after uh, Mm -hmm. their players, but I've never seen a head coach, uh, yell at a player like that.
1: Yeah. And Sirianni was really, really on him. And I saw Jalen Rager kind of like trying to, I guess, explain himself or talk back a little bit. Like Jalen Rager was like pointing at something and I guess trying to explain whatever he thought. But Sirianni really (laughs) wasn't having it and he was just really (laughs) like chewing him out. So, uh, I think that's kind of a good thing on one hand, in terms of, I think Maybe some tough love could do Jalen Rager good because I think you might need a reality check sometimes mm-hmm. and, and a humbling. Uh, at the same time, maybe not the best thing to have your 2020 first round pick who hasn't been having a good camp. And again, like still has yet to really stand out in any meaningful kind of way. Other than, um, like those one on one reps, I think he had on Saturday or Monday or whatever. Like outside of that, you know, we just haven't seen a lot of good from him and you're seeing this kind of stuff. And it's, it's maybe not the most encouraging thing.
2: The other t- takeaway I have on that too is, um, and we mentioned this previously, but the, um, I think there was some concern maybe that Nick Sirianni was just going to kind of be like a rah-rah guy and wasn't going to be able to get after his players, or you know, I guess we wondered if he would do that or not, and uh, he's he's done it repeatedly. So uh, the the idea that he's just kind of going to be a pushover, uh, I think we can probably put that to bed.
1: So I've seen some people say that when I've, t- like, tweeted out these clips of him being fired up. And, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Pu- but
2: Pushover in terms of the players. I think he might be a pushover in other areas. Okay.
1: Yeah. my, my That was never my worry. My worry mm-hmm. has always been, like, this intensity is going to wear on people over time. You know, like, mm. this is his first camp. There's a lot of, you know, you're going to have that leeway, but I wonder how it's going to do, you know, if the season starts to go badly, (laughs) right? you know, and that messaging
2: going to go sour. Like we, 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 we assumed that was all going to happen with Joe judge last year.
1: Yes. And maybe he'll adjust. I'm not saying, you know, it's definitely going to be bad. That's just my question. That's what I'm looking for. I was never really worried about him like being too soft on his players, but, um, you know, he's energy, but, uh, but it's good to see. I, I do like that. And I think there is something to like, maybe with Doug, and the last coaching staff, they let things slip. And I don't think this
2: coaching staff is going to let things slip. Okay. My turn. Yep. All right. So I'm going to go back to uh, Zach McPherson, uh, who we have discussed uh, quite a bit recently. Uh, as you noted yesterday, he had uh, at least four pass breakups. And uh, he had another really strong day uh, today, in my opinion. Just again, I mentioned in the last podcast, he's a really physical player and Beyond that, like he also just knows what he's doing and he's always in the right spot. And there was a play today, it looked like some kind of like misdirection type of play, but it was a design pass uh to the running back, uh, who in this case was Boston Scott and uh McPherson wasn't fooled at all, and he actually put himself in a position to just lay a kill shot on Scott as he caught the ball pulled up at the last second. So like he didn't, you know, crush his teammate, but if that were a real game, like whatever running back that was would have been laid out. And like, he got a pretty strong uh reaction uh, on that play from Rodney McLeod, who was standing like right there on the sideline um, and Darius Slay and a few other of the uh, Eagles defensive backs that were watching. uh He, he got, a, he got a big reaction from those guys. So um, he's a young player isn't playing like a young player. I think he's a savvy kid and um, I, I don't think he's going to start or anything like that. It's going to be slay and, and Steve Nelson and Avante Maddox will play in the slot. Um, McPherson has like inside outside versatility. Like that's one of the big um, things that was mentioned about him in pretty much any, um, you know, sort of like a draft, uh, like uh scouting report that you would see on him. Uh, I don't think he's going to play in the slot at all this year. I think he's going to be your backup at uh outside corner if Slay or Nelson goes down. And I think that Josiah Scott will be the second guy up uh, in the slot if Maddox were to go down. But uh if they hadn't signed Steve Nelson, uh two things. One, he would clearly be the leader in the clubhouse and by a pretty wide margin, in my opinion, to, to be the the starter uh, opposite Slay. And uh, two, I think that also we wouldn't be feeling so horrible about that possibility too uh, because he has he has like he's been a young star of this camp so far.
1: ZMP took the first team reps outside cornerback we should note with Darius Slay resting today so mm-hmm. that was a good sign too because previously it was Michael Jaquette who was getting that look the last time Darius Slay had a rest day so it seems like he definitely like earned you know his way into working with the first team defense which is good to see yeah um, I just think he's looked solid in coverage and I haven't seen any issues against the run either. I think he had another play today where he kind of met Miles Sanders on a run to the edge for what would have been just like a short game. He had yes lined up perfectly in the defense like that too. I think of
2: Yeah, Dice he got some him. kudos for that as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like he's he's just like you're saying, like, so not in addition to being physical, it seems like he's playing smart. Like he knows where to be. Um. So that's, it's really good. And I think it's kind of interesting to think back of where, uh, mcpherson was talked about like heading into the draft it seemed like there are a lot of people all over like a lot some people Mm -hmm. loved him some people thought like he wasn't like a top 200 prospect or whatever or top one whatever like so kind of interesting how like opinions on him were just like all over the place leading into the draft you know what
2: is weird about that though because he was like the guy that uh my understanding is like that all the eagles personnel people were like on board with Mm -hmm. so like in the same way that Everyone was on board with Miles Sanders during that draft, like from the front office to the coaching staff to the analytics nerds and everyone else. It was sort of the same situation uh, as as far as I understand, uh, with McPherson uh during this draft. So uh take that for what it's worth.
1: So no Tom Donahoe uh you know <laughs> right. really being really bad right. about the pick. Unlike Melton um, Williams, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on to Miles Sanders, which is my next point, Jimmy, here. Uh another drop today. Now, you know, it's a drop. It's it's one practice, but mm-hmm. it's not just one practice because he had a drop yesterday, and he had another one last week, at least another one, and he, there might have been even one more or two. And uh, it's just not great. I mean, we've seen him working on his hands. Like, he's been doing that with Jamal Singleton when the rest of the team is doing special teams drills. And I don't think I said this, but I wrote it in my notes the other day. Like, that's nice to see because some players who don't contribute on special teams, like starters, are kind of just like chilling yeah they just hang doing, out yeah which is you know whatever but like <laughs> yeah. miles sanders like isn't just chilling like he's trying to actually do stuff to get better I, i've seen him work on his hands i've seen him work on his route running with jamal singleton so you know i don't want to knock miles sanders for his effort here and we literally saw him on the jugs machine to me before practice we walked in and he was right yeah. there working on his hands but uh, just haven't seen that pay off yet and today's drop was like especially bad i wrote because it was like a short check down and like no one, knew, it was thrown to him in stride on his hands, and there was no defenders like around him at all. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a mental thing or what, but like, like that has to be fixed. I I saw some people in my replies after I tweeted about that drop, Jimmy. Uh, about, and maybe I'm just paying victim of paying attention to, uh, (laughs) my replies, but I saw some, but I think there's some thought out there that, like, oh, it doesn't really matter a ton if he's not good at catching the ball, if he's as dangerous as he is as a runner. Oh, yes, it is.
2: Oh, that's a a bad argument if people are saying that. It's a huge deal. I mean, yeah, like, it's a uh, passing league. You, like, he can like, he, can he be a good runner and carve out a nice NFL career and sure. not catch a lot of football? Sure. Can he be, like, next level kind of player? Like, I don't want to say, like, Marshall Falk or something like that, or like Brian Westbrook. Like, he, like, but he Chimera. can be a player like that, uh, if he can become more complete. And we look at what he was as a rookie. He's done it. Like, he, he has shown that he can catch, and we saw, like, how, like dynamic he was that that rookie season and he wasn't running that well especially early in the season so you can put all that stuff together and he could be like is this over the top to say that he can be like borderline top five back if he puts it all together so I think if he, yeah if, if he doesn't pass catching ability yeah if he doesn't he's like borderline top half of the league back if that it's a big deal. You gotta like you gotta be able to catch the football if you're a running back uh, in this league, and and you want to you know be sort of at the top of your game and at the, at the top of the league. And uh, he's got the potential, but and he's got the potential. And as you mentioned, he has the want to be really good. Um, it, but like you also mentioned, it just it hasn't. We haven't seen the results yet during camp. But long way to go.
1: Long way to go. I will say too that like it's not just about this year. Like, this year, you can say, okay, well, it doesn't matter if he catches the ball or not because they have some other pass-catching running backs on the roster, like Boston Scott or Kerryon Johnson or Kenny Gainwell or whoever, if you want to even throw Jason Huntley in there, even though he might not be the best. But, like, they have other options. Well, okay, they're mm-hmm. taking him off the field, though. Like, that's not great. <laughs> right. And also, right. like, if we're talking about long-term extension, he has, there's, just like, 0% chance the Eagles are signing him to a long-term deal if he's not a pass catcher like that's just yes, that's the deal breaker. i agree with like that just like yep. there's zero chance like he has to prove that to kind of be a long-term kind of i mean i you know you have to wonder about how they're going to sign him if they're if slash how they're going to sign him to a long-term deal anyway just how they don't love to pay running backs and, and put a lot of high resources into them in general but i mean if the pass catching isn't there that's a deal breaker so hopefully you know for miles sake that turns around because again i think he, like, he deserves it but <laughs> he's working i see him working at it yeah i, re- but, uh, I respect it for sure yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if that changes. What's your next thing?
2: Well, let's take a break and well,
1: yeah. uh good call. <laughs> but not before we hear about Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors. What's the phone number, Jimmy? It is uh
2: 906 Oh, excuse me, 856. Wow. Not <laughs> 856-906-9295. Actually, can I tell a quick Kristen Roach story?
1: Yeah, but it has to be in 30 seconds. It's not going to be in 30 seconds. Okay. We'll do
2: it we'll do it at the end. Back after this.
3: Atlassian.
1: Back here on BGN Radio Episode 200, Jimmy cut me off before I could plug Rights of Sound, craft Tricky, which you can get by going to Writers of com. <laughs> and discount code BGN15 for 15% off. Also, same discount code at WildNaturePet.com for dog treats discounts. Um, Jimmy, I think I'm kind of wrapped up here, but I guess do you have anything left?
2: Yeah, uh, I'll mention Davion Taylor, who you know we mentioned earlier, in the first few practices, how many reps he was getting, particularly with the first team, uh, got slowed a little bit, had a quad injury, uh, did return to the field on Tuesday, but he left practice early. Um, I figured it was just this quad again, but we found out, um, today, uh, at the start of practice that it was a new injury. It's a calf injury and he's going to be out like he's, he's week to week, which means it's, um, a, you know, a significant enough injury that's going to keep him out for a while. And that's a bummer because, if there's somebody that needs as many reps as possible it's him because uh as an as like an inexperienced player who in my opinion struggled as a rookie in terms of like his instincts and and that kind of thing um you know he needs all the reps he can get so he can at least like he, he has to be at least a playable player in 2021 because if he's not then he's not going to get right reps during the regular season and he's never going to get better so this is the time To at least show that he can get on the field in some way (laughs) during the season this year. Uh, Otherwise, it'll be a wasted season for him. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be a wasted season because he has a calf injury in training camp. But uh, if that's the guy that you don't want missing uh, a big portion of training camp, like it doesn't matter that Brandon Brooks is out for a while. In my opinion, it doesn't matter that much that Devontae Smith is out. Because I think you know we think he can play, but for a guy like Davion Taylor that doesn't that hasn't played a lot of football, you really wanted him to get a lot of reps, and I think they prioritize getting him a lot of reps in training camp. And uh, unfortunately for him, uh, he's going to miss out on some.
1: Yeah, that's pretty disappointing. Um, I have a couple things I guess leftover notes. One, uh, a lot of Travis Fulgham talk today, Jimmy, after he talked to practice today, and the explanation that he gave oh, for right. last year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was that Austin definitely was healthy again. So a lot of people reacted to that. Um, I guess we don't have to dig that whole thing up because we've talked about this a lot before. Yeah. Um, my, the one thing i wanted to say on it though is that like everyone is crushing doug for that and look i'm not gonna say the coaching staff doesn't deserve blame but i always go back to he shouldn't have even been on the roster there was no exactly. good reason for <laughs> yes. Alton to be on the roster But the coaches yes. do have him to play so yes no we're not washing the front office's hands clean of that entirely <laughs> like come on give me give me a break with that uh that's what i had on that um and then i had another thing but i can't starting remember to get I a little heated there well, it's just like, oh, it's all Doug. Well, it's just like, cause it's like, it's Doug's fault and now he's gone and everything is fixed. Well, it's like, no, like the front office contributed to that too. Like, and they're still here, which is, you know, a whole different topic. Um, real quick on Jacoby Stevens, I forgot to okay. mention really impressive interview. Like, it's just, it's, it's fun to listen to him talk. He's very okay. uh, thoughtful, insightful. It seems like a smart kind of player. Um, smart kid, smart player. I heard a lot about that, like reading a lot about him uh at in the valley shook which is sp nation's lsu blog they had a lot of like really nice things like a lot of high praise for him so that's kind of nice to see um i think that's it I, I had something else to me while you were talking and i, d- I just can't remember what it was because I'm, I'm i feel really like bad. tommy was
2: very uh high on jacoby stevens coming out if i recall
1: i think tommy, T- posted- tommy lawler that is I think, yeah, I think Tommy posted something of someone who thought like Jacoby Stevens is like one of the best defensive prospects in the entire class. Remember? Uh, Ah, that might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's what I'm thinking of.
1: It it wasn't like some totally like it was someone who has like somewhat like it wasn't just like some total rando. It was someone who has like, you know, opinions (laughs) on the draft. And I think it's, I think we can all say it's probably a little too bullish. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But like, you know, it, it was like interesting to see at the very least. Um, It wasn't Jacoby Stevens' mom? uh, No, I don't think so. All right. Um, Jimmy, we have some questions to get to here because I tell you people that listen to this, and thank you for everyone who has listened and and sent us the uh, nice words with the hashtag shrimpy safeties that we asked for on Tuesday. Um, So 1st we I'll just start off from a question on Twitter, Jimmy. This is from Okami. Underscore senpai underscore eighty eight. Who's the biggest surprise to you guys in camp so far? And has anyone
2: come out of nowhere to impress? Hmm. Uh I don't mean to give a stock answer here, but uh, I would say Tyree Jackson is, hmm. has impressed me more than I thought he would. I thought that he was probably going to be oh, uh, like you know, you'd see him, you'd notice that he that there's a six seven dude out there, and he's impossible to miss, but. I didn't think we'd actually see a lot of plays out of him, but we have. Uh, what was the second part of the question?
1: It kind of, they kind of went hand in hand. It was like the biggest surprise and has anyone come out of nowhere?
2: Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say he came out of nowhere because we all sort of knew he was there. As far as coming out of nowhere, uh, I would say in that department, I can't think of anyone. And maybe it's just because I'm close to the team and I you – know, like I what. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like it's my job. And, like I cover these I you know, I, I have to know all the players on the I have to know something about all the players on the team. Um but I don't have any good examples for that.
1: I mean I would say maybe Zach- Jason Huntley. Okay. But you had him on your fifty three man roster, so I did, right. Uh I would say Zach McPherson for me kind of coming out of nowhere. Okay. I mean, like obviously I knew who he was, but as a fourth round pick, but like still, he's a day three pick and he was kind of forgotten about in the sense that all the hype going into camp was the Eagles signing Stephen Nelson. So, you know, Zach McPherson was kind of an afterthought at that point. Um, whereas, you know, if they hadn't signed Stephen Nelson, like we talked about, he would have been in the mix. And now the benefit of hindsight would be in the front runner uh, position. I wonder
2: if his camp would have gone differently if the pressure were on him. I
1: wonder. Well, here's, the, here's a question I have for you. I was thinking about it this way, too. Like, when is the last time we've seen an Eagles rookie cornerback look really good? I would camp. say
2: Jalen Mills. Okay. And he wound up being a starter for – I mean, a lot of people don't like <laughs> what they saw from Jalen Mills uh, over the course of his career. I think Jalen Mills is going to age well. I think he's going to be remembered more fondly and fondly as uh, as we sort of get away from the Jalen Mills era. But uh, he looked very good in, in his initial camp uh, as a seventh-round pick uh, out of LSU. So um, I w- that would be my answer for him. But beyond him
1: mm-hmm. – <laughs> Not a lot. It's five years no. ago, too. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: so it's been a while.
1: So I would I'd definitely put that there. This has been really encouraging what we've seen from him. So uh, I'm going to say that's my answer for that. Although I do definitely agree with Tyree Jackson as like I thought he was going to kind of come in and like maybe flash here and there, but just yeah. kind of be too raw just because this is his first offseason moving from quarterback to tight end. And it's just for like, given how natural it's been for him, I think that's legitimately surprising. Um, he got
2: yelled at today, too, by the way. Nice. He was he, it was lined up, and he was he was like reshuffling, it. He, like he was resetting his feet. But it, he did it while another receiver was already in motion, so two guys were moving at the same time. And then while that other guy was moving, they snapped the ball, so they would have been flagged for illegal motion on that. And uh, uh, Sirianni came over and uh, gave him an earful for that, but not to the extent that he did John Rigger, So uh, anyway, uh, moving on next, the next question,
1: question comes from Mario Cap, who is a great Apple podcast rating and reviewer. So Mario Cap does something that listeners, you should know that like, if you want to leave a new review or update review, you can, you don't have to just like leave one and never do it again. Mario Cap continually like changes his review to ask new questions and stuff or say things. And we appreciate the constant feedback. So uh Mario asked, what would Jalen Hurts have to do to keep his job for 2022? He kind of listed a bunch of like stats that he might have to hit or uh-huh. whatever. I mean, I'm just going to answer this because I've said it a billion times. I'm just going to repeat my answer is that I think he has to leave no doubt. I think it has to be a clear feeling. Yeah. I, like, I think I've heard it described before as like Jalen Hurts has to be like the best option to the team. Um, and I just don't think he's going to be if you're looking at it that way because they're going to have ammo to move on in terms of you know, trading for someone or whatever. I, I really just think it's a very high bar to clear. And again, based on what we've seen in training camp, I don't have the utmost confidence that he is on the path to clearing that bar right now. That can change. I'm not saying it's never, it's impossible it happens, but right now I'm not feeling that way. Um, are are you, I mean, I feel like you're on the same page. No.
2: So it's a common question that I get when I do my uh, chats and, um, normally like it'll be accompanied with, you know, some sort of yardage marker or some sort of like tight end or a touchdown interception ratio or completion percentage or whatever. And I don't think it's any of that. I think you'll just kind of know it when you see it. Like, and, uh, and so I don't want to like, you know, name some sort of stat because, you know, stats can lie too. (laughs) like, you know, we, we all remember the, the, the quote unquote last seven games of Sam Bradford at the last three games of, of Sam Bradford. And like, he put up a lot of BS stats that season and we all knew that he wasn't the answer. So, um, you know, Jalen Hurts could wind up putting up big stats and not be the answer. Or he could put up stats that don't look, you know, necessarily great on paper, but, um, you know, may make the case that he should be the quarterback in in 2022 based on the way that he played um, and the way that, you know, teammates rally around him or whatever it may be. But the the very boring but still very true answer is A, uh, you'll know it when you see it, and B, as Brandon said, It's got to leave no doubt because if there is any doubt at all, they have these, you know, they're, they're two first round picks now and, uh, probably maybe a high two from the Colts and a high two of their, of their own, uh, to go ahead and address the quarterback position, uh, that they won't have uh, a year from now, presumably. So if he doesn't, if he leaves any doubt, that's going to be their number one priority next offseason.
1: I guess real quick, I'll say like having those extra picks maybe gives you confidence to trade and even another first, let's say like 2023, if you have to, you know, like mm-hmm. because you have extra ammo this year. Um, So it's not just about having those picks, but maybe the confidence. Like if you really want a quarterback, you're going to, you know, trade to whatever it takes to get them. And I think they have that ammo regardless of the first or the second, uh what you're getting from the Colts. Um One uh, quick thing in hurts too, since you mentioned Sam Bradford, like, I don't want to say that you know, I'm not trying to compare the players, but in terms of like guys who aren't established answers and like could be very short term pieces, but like Eagles fans are talking themselves into them because they're here and they're the starting quarterback. And you want to believe I'm thinking about to a time where many people did talk themselves into Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. So I feel mm-hmm. like no matter who the Eagles quarterback is, sometimes like there's always going to be people talking themselves into that person. And that's fine. Like if you want to do that, that's your choice. But I'm just saying, like maybe. Keep that in perspective and like not everyone is going to work out. Uh, hopefully the Sam Bradford people are the worst. I,
2: like the Jalen Hurts people, <laughs> by all means, like but go ahead and root for the kid. I'm, I'm with you. Like I think he could be a fun player to watch too, but I got no love for the Sam Bradford people. <laughs> all right. Jimmy put his uh, – his <laughs> Just kidding to those of you who uh, are Sam Bradford people but like me and okay. Brandon and the podcast. So this one keep listening and reading and everything
3: else. Sorry, thank
1: you um, for clearing <laughs> that up, Jimmy. This one comes from Apple Podcasts. It is Brandon Brooks is the username. Okay, and the headline is the other Brandon Brooks. Uh, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. My name is Brandon Brooks, which is kind of cool huh. to have a All player right. with my the same name on my favorite team. Love the show. Wondering if you can find out why slash if Brandon Brooks had Robert tattooed on his arm. That's my middle name. So wondering what it means to him. So I guess we'll have some homework to do. I don't you know.
2: know. Yeah, I don't know the answer yeah. to that.
1: But I, I wanted to read this because that's really funny. Like, yeah. not only the same name... Uh, but also, like, somehow, or like, Brandon Brooks has this tattoo that says Robert, and that's uh, Brandon Brooks, the, the listener's middle name. So that's kind of interesting. Maybe
2: that's been covered, or maybe somebody out there just knows. So if you know, hashtag uh, Brandon Robert Brooks, <laughs> tag us, and give us the answer.
1: Okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the last one I had, Jimmy, here is from Totoro on apple podcast five star rating and review which you can leave and we'll read your question as well when we get to it uh who is an eagles player everyone's hunting or oh man i there's some autocorrect error going on here let me find that (laughs) see i I wrote this out and uh did some very bad (laughs) autocorrect uh who is an eagle everyone's counting out that you will believe that you believe will have a breakout season and a player everyone has making the team that you have getting cut so number one an Eagles player that everyone's counting out that you think will have a breakout season. Who is that?
2: I'm sorry. uh, A Verizon guy was walking up to my door and I had to like point to my headphones and say, I can't Uh come to the door right now. (laughs) So I didn't hear What was the question? Sorry about it. What was the question again? Who is an Eagles player,
1: Jimmy, that everyone's counting out that you think will have a breakout season? Ah, okay. Who's who's Uh, someone that you're higher on than everyone else, I guess.
2: I like that question. Uh, Hmm. I think of, of a player that a lot of people are out on is Derek Barnett. Hmm. So I think that Derek Barnett has been good at times, uh hasn't been able to stay healthy. And as you have mentioned each of the last uh couple years, like this was you know, it's gonna be the first training camp that he enters healthy. Or at least we thought it was gonna be last training camp that he was gonna enter healthy. We get there on day one. <laughs> it turns out he's week to week with a uh, with a new injury. So uh he's been healthy so far this year. If he can stay healthy, I think he can put up decent numbers. So that would be my guy. That would be the guy that I think uh can you know, he's been here a while. People aren't happy with his production over four years after being picked fourteenth overall, I think. Um and I think he's got a chance to do something this year, uh, especially since he's got a lot to gain from it being in a contract year.
1: And then do you have a player who everyone else has a making the roster, but you have them getting cut. I have an answer for Pro- that one. Probably not. I think I have
2: an. I, I think I have a guy that like the other writers are going to have on yeah. the roster, but I won't. But the fans would be maybe on my side <laughs> on that one. And that'd yeah. be Gennard Avery. Hmm. Do you have him on yours?
1: <sighs> it's tough. I saw, uh, he had a nice little tackle for loss today and Jonathan he did. Hey and He's in, been uh, okay. Dap- dapped him up. So, uh, and obviously the Howie factor too. So yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe Nick Mullins. I think they're only going to keep two quarterbacks. Uh, I-, I know there's some people that still like Jordan Howard. I have him off. I think I can't uh, think know, of any other anyone anyone else that's obvious. Oh, uh, was, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say kind of Andre Dillard has been my player for this because I didn't have him okay. on my fifty three before training camp. I don't think he's going to get cut, but you know I'm going to say he's going to get traded for something like little. So that I, I think that kind of counts in there. I think everyone is assuming like they're just going to keep him anyway as a backup, which I don't necessarily agree with, um, and I don't think he deserves to be on the roster based on what we've seen. Uh, the other one I think that could make sense as kind of a surprise cut, if you want to put it that way. And it could be Marlon or Mr. T, as Mike K calls him, uh, Marlon Tui Uh, I feel like he just hasn't gotten even a ton of reps. And when he has, I haven't really noticed him a lot. Yeah. And the Eagles are kind of like, depending on how they feel about their defensive tackles, like, because T.Y. McGill makes a play like every single day. And I don't know if they want to cut him. I know he's older, but like he may, he's making plays every day. Yeah. They might just keep him around. And then they have Ridgeway, who they seemingly like, but it's kind of silly because he can't stay healthy. Um, so I think Mr. T could be in jeopardy
2: of being cut. I'll say in, in fairness to Mr. T, it's hard to stand out as a defensive tackle. Even though we haven't noticed Yeah, but he's T. not even reps, though. To <laughs> me. He's like, he's not even
1: like like I feel like getting a lot of looks, which is weird.
2: Yeah. Uh and they have cut guys before they have cut. Did did Elijah Call get cut that first year?
1: Uh yes, he did. So did Nate Gary originally. Mm-hmm. So And Donna it's should have been if he didn't you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I can see that. I have him on.
1: Uh I think I have one that uh it took me a while to find i'm gonna go with epsi i'm gonna go with marcus epps i think he has a chance to like he hasn't done anything yet i know but like and i know you did his review last year but and it wasn't amazing but uh i think everyone just assumes that kvon wallace is going to be like ahead of him on the depth chart and that wasn't the case last year and both yeah. of those guys are still rotating right now so i don't know uh, I think Epps, there might be something to his game. I don't feel like, you know, amazing about this pick, but I think... If, oh, you, know, you think I'm, he's
2: a guy that can surprise in a positive way?
1: Yeah, it's not like... I don't know if he's have okay. a breakout year, but I think he could be like, you know, a quality third safety. Maybe he fills in for a little bit if Rodney McLeod misses more time or, or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with him. Because I think, I think in this description, people are counting him out. Because I think people are going with Wallace or just kind of even forgetting about him altogether.
3: Uh, I, when I did
2: his player review, by the way, like it was at a time where I just, I was, yeah, I'd written sort of a couple negative articles, like one after the next. And I was looking for, <laughs> I was trying to find like something positive. And because pro football focus had him rated yeah, as like, it's very high. Well, best safety or something like that in the NFL. And he was sandwiched in between guys like Buda Baker and uh, Harrison Smith. So like, you know, it caught my eye and um, you know, I'm skeptical of, PFF of course but um they had him made it that high so I took a look and uh you know after and I saw nothing. I saw, whatever they saw I didn't see it. Um and I, I wound up writing <laughs> writing mostly negative stuff about uh poor Epsi. Uh even when I was looking for you know somebody to, to to write something positive about. But I'm with you like he does have some um appealing traits. Like he does have ball skills. He, he had a decent number of too. He had a decent number of pass breakups in in uh the limited action that he had last year uh he had a couple picks so he led the team in interceptions i think last oh year. did he <laughs> yeah i think so that's, that is so sad yeah i know <laughs> all right we got any more
1: uh that's it but let's wrap up with mvp lvps and play of the day uh real quick
2: i have Who the same your... play of the day as you so we can elim- uh-huh. we can just john Tower. yeah john tower um leaping grab near the sideline who's sure. your mvp
1: uh, well, I'm going to go with LVP, because I think I need more time at MVP. Okay. My, MVP, my LVP is Jalen Rager, because he got a talking to, and uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of explained it earlier, why I think that can be both a good thing and a bad thing.
2: Yeah, I don't think anyone really had a terrible day, so uh, I guess by default, because he did get reamed out, I'll also go with Jalen Rager.
1: For my MVP and this is what I wanted to mention earlier, but I couldn't think of it at the time. I'm going to give it to Dallas Goddard because Dallas Goddard was pretty active today, had a number of nice catches, and it was nice to see specifically for me, it was kind of questioned how this Jalen Hurts to tight ends connection is going to work, um, which I think has looked good in training camp, by the way, so far. And Jalen Hurts to Goddard was money. Um, Goddard had a tough catch along the sideline. Uh, Hurts hit Goddard in the red zone, 11 on 11 a couple times. So yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard.
2: Goddard has kind of... Gotten to the uh, don't write about him uh, status in training yep. camp because everyone already knows all about him. Um, I'll go with uh, Jacoby Stevens for my okay. uh, MVP of the day for all the right. reasons already stated.
1: Well, that does it for BDN Radio episode 200. Sorry, it wasn't like more amazing show in terms of this big, you know, fantastic, uh, you know, thing. But uh, we appreciate you. I don't writing. think anyone cares. Well, Jimmy, how dare you? Uh, BGN Radio has been around since 2013, Jimmy. It's it's been a long time. This is our ninth football or ninth eagle season of the podcast so it's been going around a long time obviously and of course there are a lot
2: more episodes than 200 i was gonna say if you're you're a newer
1: (laughs) listener and you're like wait why are there only 200 episodes then well that's a whole nother story for another time but uh since the relaunch we have 200 uh back that was august 2018 since we relaunched bgn radio and we thank you all for riding with us and that's it for today's show so for jimmy kemsky and Twitter at Jimmy Kempsey for Brandon Lee Gowton on Twitter at Brandon Gowton. Check out my work at BootingGrenation.com. Check out Jimmy's work at Philly Check out right to song <Sell> craft jerky by going to right to sell using discount code BGN 15, 15% off and you know, rate review, subscribe all that good stuff because we will be back with you here again on Thursday afternoon after the Eagles final practice before a break and off day this Friday, August six. So one more day, of a daily podcast for you until th- then they have off on Friday and return on Saturday. So bye. Goodbye, everybody.
2: P-G-N.
0: Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com AI for people. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks. It can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more, strengthen security posture, and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.